The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009. Hi, I'm Reginald D. Hunter, and I have just been interviewed by Miles Jupp on The Guardian Live at the Edinburgh Festival podcast. Let me just say, if you ever get a chance to be interviewed by Jupp, take it. You know, get out of bed with your wife, take the day off from work, get over your cold, do it. I recommend it. And it wasn't just me who felt like this, because other people was on the show. Susan Coleman, Matt Harvey, Felicity Ward. Jupp started by introducing Wilson Dixon. So come, listen, dig it, and enjoy it. Peace. Wilson Dixon is a cowboy philosopher from a small place called Cripple Creek in Colorado. He's back over here to share experiences of life over there. His show, Wilson Dixon's American Dream, is on every day at the stand at 4.45. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the wonderful Wilson Dixon! Thanks, folks. It's, uh, it's nice to be here. Uh, my name is Wilson Dixon, Miles Wright. I'm uh, over here from America, uh, kind of trying to break into the Scottish country scene. It's... Uh, gone pretty well. In fact, actually, this room right now constitutes the Scottish country scene. So you're right at the heart of it, you folks. It's sure nice to be here. I like Edinburgh. That's right, I said Edinburgh. I'm not going to make the same mistake I did over in Glasgow. They're touchy. Touchy folks over there. I was walking down the road the other day. I walked past a sign that said, on a door that said, door must be kept closed at all times. That's not a door anymore. That's a bit of the wall with a handle. It's been pretty wet, raining a lot here. I'm thinking I might get in touch with the folks that run this festival and suggest that they stage it during the summer. But I'm going to sing a song for you guys, a country song. This song was inspired by my Uncle Cletus. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Cletus is uh, illiterate and ambidextrous, which is a double tragedy. He's unable to write with both hands. <laughs> Uncle Cletus homeschooled me for a couple of years when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't learn to read or write very well, but damn, I could juggle like a motherfucker. <laughs> you throw anything at me, man. Well, you know, any three things of similar size and weight. No problem. So this song, it's, uh, it's all about making mistakes. Uncle Cletus has made a few, and uh, this song, it's off my first album, uh, Wilson Dixon's Greatest Hits. <laughs> Hope I'm not going too fast for you folks. Uh, <laughs> Our, our, your old guardian readers should be able to keep up with this. That's what they told me anyway. This, uh, this song's called Never. It's about what not to do. Sing along if you know the words. Never ask a blind man for directions. The reason for that is pretty clear. Never poke a stick into a beehive Then stand still hoping the bees don't notice you there Never trust a left-handed woman She'll only ever take you by surprise Never publicly ridicule a midget 
disproportionately, they're very strong for their size. Never wave at someone, realize they're a stranger, then lower your hand and pretend you were scratching your head. They'll just think you're a fool, and that's one more person thinking that that you don't need. Never go to Spain and head into the mountains and expect to see much rain. Never ride a horse without your pants on. The initial sense of freedom just ain't worth the pain. Never as a bet, coat yourself in butter and honey and run naked through a field of newborn calves. The money that you'll win will never erase those memories. Never go into business with a family member, especially if it's something to do with cattle. That is your brother, and his name's Jethro. forget where you laid a beer trap then go and look for it at nighttime half drunk wearing sandals never peel an orange with a hacksaw never put a cockroach up your nose never let a pig know what you're thinking never suck gas up through a hose never ever 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 say never your name's Trevor. It ain't clever. Never choose words for a song just cause they rhyme together. It'll just ruin the song and spiral it off into an area of deconstructed stupidity. Thank you very much, folks. Wilson Dixon! Every day at the stand at 4.45. Now, uh, my, my first uh, guest show, The Last Woman on Earth, has been gathering a clutch of great reviews, uh, an ascending star of Scottish comedy. She's on every night at 8.10 at the Underbelly. Please welcome Susan Kalman. Hello. Susan, little Susan, how are you? I'm big. Oh, you said little Susan. That was really nice. It's, oh. It wasn't really sexual, but I'll take it as. <laughs> little Susan. <sighs> Well, really, for the benefit of people listening at, listening at home, um, you are... I mean, you're not big, are you? No, I'm not. I'm, uh, I am very, I'm very sure I'm four foot eleven. Um, I think that's actually a lie, to be honest. That's me making myself taller than I am. <laughs> but I'm four foot eleven, which is, uh, is exactly the same height as Kylie Minogue, which I'm very yeah. proud of. That's where the similarity ends. <laughs> but the, the one thing I can do, being this short, and it's... Um, I discovered it one night after a fairly heavy drinking session. Uh, I, I can actually stand up completely straight in the back of a black cab. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite an expensive hobby, but uh, <laughs> there's not a lot else you can do when you're this short apart from sneak into schools. And <laughs> so um, <laughs> I only do that occasionally. 
I actually was once at uh, the art gallery in Glasgow, Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, looking at the paintings, trying to be all cultural. And this actually happened. A busload of school children went past, and <laughs> the teacher shouted at me, Get on the bus! <laughs> 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 34. <laughs> but it's their food. I'll come. <laughs> could, you, could you tell us a little bit about this year's show, Susan? Yes, the, the show you see, I'm really enjoying it. It's my, I'm at the Underbelly this year for the first time, and I'm also doing an evening show for the first time. Last year I did a show at three in the afternoon, and I thought I'll do it in the evening because it'll be a bit more boisterous. But there'll be no problems. No one will be drunk at ten past three at night. <laughs> Last Monday, last Monday, a woman joined me on stage. Really? I was doing the show, quite happy as you like, and I saw her at the corner of my eye and I thought, she's just going to the toilet, leave it, Susan, don't talk to her, leave it. Because I'd seen her when she came in. You know when people are drunk and they're just dancing themselves? And she was just <laughs> dancing. I thought, oh, this is going to be bad. And she came on stage and I looked at her. She looked at me and she went, I think you'll find it's my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> And I went, no, it's, it's not turnsy bouncy. <laughs> it really isn't. And um, she was about 55, right? She was a bit older. It wasn't like a young uh, woman on stage that I could have touched inappropriately and at least had some fun. And um, that she said, it's like Britain's got talent, isn't it? And I was like, do you think I'm Susan Boyle? Do you actually think I'm Susan Boyle? <laughs> and the problem was at the underbelly, there were no female security guards on that night. So all the male security guards came and stood at the door and just went, sorry about this. And I was like, no, really? What, can, can someone help me? And the audience just thought it was part of the show. <laughs> and they're going, this is wonderful. It's almost like performance theatre. I'm really... It's really amazing. Maybe the dance will come next. <laughs> but the show came from when I compare a lot, as yeah. you know, and I used to cheer myself up if it was a bad audience by imagining that if the world ended, how we would, you know, what we would do. So if we were the last people alive, you know, I'd pick who I would eat and who I'd fuck and, you know, all that. So we do that in the audience. I go around the audience and decide who I'm keeping and who I'm eating. Was, was the eating and fucking ever the same person? Um, do you know, it was last night. <laughs> it was, because initially there was a blonde girl in the front row called Dizzy. Uh, heterosexual, you know the type, quite needy. And uh, I thought, you're lovely and uh, quite drunk. And then she just became annoying and I thought, I just can't do it any longer, Dizzy. You're dead. <laughs> Susan, um, each year, uh, here at the, uh, the Edinburgh Fringe, Amnesty International uh, organised a couple of gigs. Now, uh, you, yep. you went down to the said show at the Assembly Hall to hang around in the green room with some of the comics. Yes, uh, Amnesty organised uh, some fantastic gigs at the Edinburgh Festival. And, I mean, what Amnesty is about is freedom of expression, and that's why it's incredibly important, spreading the message of freedom of expression all over the world. Um, and what we wanted to do was to ask some comedians if they could say anything to anyone, what would they say? Um, so, for example, when I came here in 2006, I used to fly at the Half Price Hut down at Waverley Station, and there was a, a lesbian security guard. If you were there, you'll know what... She looked like Eric Bristow. <laughs> I can say that. And she hated us all, and she used to throw us off and shout at us and threaten to get us arrested. But by the end of the 27 days, I loved her. And I never got to say I loved her. Uh, and if I could find her, I'd go, I love you, Eric. I love you. <laughs> so anyway, we asked uh, a bunch of comics to, if they could say anything to anyone, what would they say? Right, well, let's, uh, let's see how you got on. 
Hi, I'm Rob Rouse and I'm here at the Amnesty International gig here at the Assembly Rooms. If I could say anything to anyone, I'd ask my French teacher why they thought it was appropriate to wear tight white trousers and a black G-string in front of a group of 15-year-olds and bend over the, the desk a lot. Yeah, I'd I'd I would like to have asked you that, Mr Ashby. Hello, I'm Shavi Sandy. I had a grandmother that I love very dearly and she died kind of suddenly and um, I had lent her my... Um, I had these brilliant nail clippers that were in the shape of a ladybird and after she died I couldn't find them and she was a really tidy woman, like a place for everything, everything in its place but I never found the nail clippers and what I would really like to ask my granny is I love you and miss you and all that but where did you put them? I can't find them anywhere. Did you take them with you? Uh, hello, I'm Rich Terring and I'm at the Amnesty International gig. It's been great. If I could say absolutely anything uh, I wanted to absolutely anyone, uh, I would say to Carol Thatcher, who I met uh, recently, that she should apologise for that nasty word she said rather than thinking it's everyone else's fault. Hello, I'm Fergus Craig from Colin and Fergus. In the Edinburgh Festival sometimes you feel down and sometimes you feel good and um, yesterday morning I was feeling quite down. And uh, I was walking down Rose Street <laughs> in Edinburgh, and there was one of these uh, charity muggers for shelter, the charity. And uh, this lady gave a response to him. He was quite innocently trying to do his job, trying to make money for a very good cause. And she just went, Why don't you just fuck off? And I'd quite frankly like to tell her to fuck off because he's only doing his job. And thank you, Susan Kalman, for giving me a hug when I've needed it more than ever. Yes. I have a suspicion that some of those people might have had a drink. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have to say, Rob Rouse's French teacher sounds like a very weird man. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> there is, uh, there's another Amnesty show on Wednesday the 19th featuring Simon Amstel, Sarah Millican, Phil Nicole, John Bishop, uh, Dan Antoporsky and a very special guest yet to be announced. Uh, do get a ticket if you can. Thank you very much indeed. Susan Kalman! Next up, uh, a man who describes himself as the enemy of all things difficult and upsetting. Described in The Guardian as not only funny but tender and true. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Harvey! Hello. I'm a poet. Um, this one uh, is about information technology and it was commissioned by a school in Stoke that had just achieved specialist maths and IT status and they were celebrating with an arts festival because they're quite... <laughs> they were quite a holistic school in Stoke. And they said, so they invited me out to do a poetry reading, and uh, they said, could you write a special maths and a special IT poem for the event? And I said, yeah, of course I could, because it was months away. And uh, a couple of days to go, uh, I hadn't written anything, and I was uh, sat in a cafe in, in Totnes, where I come from, and uh, I was thinking, OK, IT poem, words to do with IT. So I wrote down a uh, bit, bite, Kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. And uh, I read it off on the page, bit, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. And I thought, that's fantastic. <laughs> no, I, I really thought that. Uh, uh, so this is bit, byte, kilobyte. Bit, 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 byte, byte. 
kilobyte, kilobyte, bit byte, kilobyte, kilobyte, megabyte, megabyte, megabyte. Bit byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte. Bit byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, gigabyte, bigabyte, bigabyte, Burger King. <laughs> Tuck in Burger King, bloody big appetite. Burger King, gigabyte, Big Mac, mega deal, killerbug, killerbite, lullaby, night night, lullaby, night night. Glitterbug, gigabyte, glitterball, disco, dance floor, satellite, 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 cellulite, celebrate, salivate, sell by date, corduroy trousers, purple tank top. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Internet, interface, window coat, cyberspace, megaphone, megabyte, internet, silicone, digital silicone, digital silicone, silicon valley, pelican crossing, pelican crossing, silicon valley, silicon crossing, chili con carne, pelican valley, garlic dressing. Stalactite, stalagmite, superglue, araldite, erudite, ammonite, M&M, acabilt, tweedledum, tweedledee, teletubbies, tweedledum, tweedledee, teletubbies, sellotape, cellophane, silla black, blind hate. Mm, 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 mm. Technophile, technophobe, techno notice, technophile, technophobe, techno notice, dolomite, dollar bill, dynarod, dynamite, dial it up, get it right, digital, kilobyte, get it right, get it right. Appetite, uppercut, killerbee, kilobyte, get it right, get it right. Megabyte, gigabyte, kilobyte, alibi, gigabyte, megabyte, kilobyte, bite, bit, 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 bite, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, night, night. Matt Harvey, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, a man who was nominated three years running for the Perrier Award. He's a regular on TV comedy panel shows, performing every night at the Underbelly until the 30th. Please welcome Reginald D. Hunter. What's um, happening, Juppy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. Um, uh, how, how are you, Reginald, first up? I come well, man. How about yourself? Uh, very good, thank you. All right, yes. all right. you enjoying it? Yeah, you enjoy you, you enjoying Edinburgh? Are you having a good time? Why well, you almost laugh, man? <laughs> Because I said I come well. <laughs> uh, well, I do. Because <laughs> uh, last year we, had, we you came on this podcast for a chat, and uh, you seemed a little bit um, you seemed a little bit sad actually. Now you seem uh, well, quite quite sort of bonny. Well, uh, I can't really account for how I felt this time last year. I don't really dwell that much in the past, but I do feel pretty good today. So you know. <laughs> Uh, it could have been any number of things that had, was on my mind last year. Uh, being up that early to come do something like this. Um, <laughs> um, bad sex life, because, you know, um, I've not been drinking for a while. And, you know, it's, it's hard to find loose, sober women in the UK. Um, That's true. I can, yeah, I can confirm that. Y'all have to be plastered before y'all say yeah. So I don't know what that is. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Is this a family show or something, man? No, not at all. Oh, all right. uh, although my, my own four-month-old child is at the back of the room, but um, he'll, be, he'll be fucking loving this. Um, <laughs> now, uh, could you tell me uh, the name of your, uh, uh, your show this year? The name of the show is called The Only Apple in the Garden of Eden and Niggas. <laughs> and uh, what's, it, what, what's it about? Well, when I was forced to come up with a title for it in February... Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was about the illusion of choice, but now it seems to be morphing into something else. Yeah, it's, it's about that and some other stuff. Um, I came this year with the, the mission of I really want to primarily make the show really, really funny. And then, um, which I don't do all, all every time I come up here. I come up here with, you know, some certain ideas in my head and I trick people into listening to them by making them funny. <laughs> but this year I thought, no, I'm just going to be funny. I'm going to be funny. 
And now uh, I, I did my first show last night, and then I went away from that show thinking, no, I'm going to need some ideas in this too. So. <laughs> is, there a, is there something that happens every year that sort of defines your Edinburgh experience? Is there a thing that happens you think, oh, I'm in yeah, Edinburgh? Yeah, uh, the, the previous year. Uh, uh, Edinburgh is kind of like, the festival is kind of like exams for clowns. It's sort of... Um, <laughs> You got to show your work. You got to show what you've been thinking about, you know, and what you've been, what you, what you, what you've been experiencing. Uh, stand-up comedy is a great account of where a comic is at. And if you see a comic doing the same jokes year in, year out, then that's a sign of arrested development. So, yeah, uh, stuff like that. So you're here, you're here bringing the change, as it were. Um, now, yeah. you've... Uh, you've uh, a bit of street talk. Um, now, you've... Um, <laughs> was it? Uh, um, no, it was actually more Obama-esque. But, you, oh. <laughs> but white folks like him. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, now, you've, you've lived in the UK for 12 years. Yep. Is that right? You're originally from... Where are you from originally? Georgia. Oh, right. Georgia. Gosh. Yeah. I've often wondered, actually, what time is the, um, is the last train to Georgia? Is there a... <laughs> Is, wow. there, is there a midnight train to Georgia? With that? You're like every drunken white man I've spoken to <laughs> at a party. Well, fa- fair enough. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, when, when, you go, when you go back to the States, uh, do, you, do you get back often? Um, a couple of times a year, uh, once for a break. And my family's kind of old, so somebody died once a year, and I, I had to go. <laughs> I had to go and show I still care. <laughs> and would you think when you go when you go back to America, do you think you see it more through the eyes of a British person? I mean, do you imagine you see America in the way that, for instance, I do, uh, or or not? Uh, I think I, I've developed more of a worldview. You know, um, it was only when I came to Britain that uh, I began to even just read stuff that I wouldn't normally get a hold on. And um, one of the amazing things I found about living in the UK is that you can um, be talking to somebody who has a completely different philosophy or political point of view, and you can still be nice to them. Um, that's not true in Georgia. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes you may even have to shoot them. In <laughs> but here, you know, people y'all don't like, man. British folk can invite people they hate to parties for years, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, last year when we, uh, when you were here, we, uh, you and I had uh, a great old banter about Panto. Because um, you, 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 you played a big bad wolf in pantomime. No, uh, that's actually not true. I, I, I played, I did Panto, but I played Long John Silver. Right. And um, and I played something else, but I ain't played no wolf. You ever played a bad wolf? No, I ain't, I ain't played no wolf, dog. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, this is just such embarrassing research. I mean, who would no, make that up, a big bad wolf? That's no, cool. you know, you got a four-month-old, and you're used to um, talking about rest- retarded stuff to the kid, and then it mixes your brain up, and then <laughs> you come back and you do your show, and you think, big bad wolf, but actually you think about stuff you probably said to your kid. <laughs> I, I, yeah. That's an absolutely mind-blowing piece of psychology. I think there's a... Um, I walked past um, a venue, I think it was a, a scout hall on the south side of Edinburgh, and there's some form of show where you can find your inner wolf, though. I think you go in and, and for about six hours uh, you workshop your feelings of anxiety. We could do it together, Red, and we could get naked and find our inner wolves. We got to do this in public. 
could just come round my flat after the show. <laughs> <laughs> could just just have a coffee and I'd... <laughs> I just want to have sex with you. Bringing I people think together. You, uh, I think you're a very attractive woman, Sue Common, and it's your lesbianism that makes me want to fuck you to death. <laughs> it's astonishing, actually, because I actually would be much more successful as a heterosexual yeah. woman <laughs> pretending to be a lesbian, because when you say, oh, I'm a lesbian, men go, yeah. I can't do it like you, they go, yeah. Well, when I first met you, I was a little intimidated, because uh, my, my, my mind, you know, I thought le uh, lesbians was women who don't like men, but that's not true. It's uh, women who don't want men inside them. Mm -hmm. So by that same token, I'm a lesbian, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> and you know, it's that kind of coming together of cultures which yeah. makes the Edinburgh effect. I mean, you know, Reg and I are sitting up here on stage and you'd think they're so different, but actually, no. no. We're, 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 we're almost identical in our outlook and the way, I mean, we could quite easily pass for brother and sister. Uh-huh. Sister and sister, I don't, uh -huh. I don't know. Which is make our sex more poignant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can't tell you how touched I am to have been part of such a beautiful moment. Ladies and gentlemen, Reginald D. Hunter. Awards Ugly as a Child variety show is on every night here at the Gilded Balloon. She won the most outstanding newcomer at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in 2008. She's here now. Please welcome Felicity Ward. <laughs> Felicity, thank you very much indeed. Now, this is your, your first time in Edinburgh? Uh, I've been to Edinburgh a couple of years ago, but this is my first time performing, and uh, it's a big, scary beast. You got guts, kid. You I got, got guts. guts. You go get them, kid. I'm, I'm going to see if I can speak as low as Reginald. See if I can do it. Do you know what? I when I when I get a cold, my voice drops quite a fair bit, and uh, and once I got a really bad cold, and the the man that I was with wouldn't kiss me because I sounded like a man when I spoke. He's like, it's not personal, honey. I'm just not into dudes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's very depressing, man. Eh? It was mildly homophobic in a heterosexual relationship, <laughs> eh? Of course, he might just have been dis you know disguising his fear of a cold with homophobia. <laughs> that's <right>. true. <laughs> And that's something which we have to fight. That's yeah. right. <laughs> they call it swine flu, but it's actually homophobia. It is. Felicity, what's your, uh, what's your favourite experience being in Edinburgh so far? Uh, well, I did something very stupid the other day. It's sort of the only memorable thing that's happened. It was five o'clock in the morning and we were walking through the meadows and, uh, you know, those uh, condors that you have, what are they called? Seagulls here. Um, they're enormous. They're the size of toddlers. What have you been feeding them? And there was just like a hundred of them in, in the meadows and they look very smug. And I just thought I should probably chase them. So I ran and just started running and I was just destined to catch... I was like, yes, this is going to happen. And, of course, they have wings, so they flew away. And I lost my phone, uh, which I didn't realise till later the, ne the next morning. And uh, I don't drink or take drugs. It's a sad, sober morning. It was Tuesday. So you don't drink and do drugs? No. How you, how you have sex? <laughs> I haven't had sex for five years. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> You're on the right show. We can probably help you with that. <laughs> 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 
think Booth Veg now. Is there a Mayday button? <laughs> I'm going to get split It's a D for charity, and... isn't it? Do you think we can... It's become a, a live version of the Guardian Soulmates comment. Uh, <laughs> um, now, Felicity, you very kindly agreed to give us an excerpt uh, from your show. She's on here every night at the Guild of Balloon. Ladies and gentlemen, Felicity Ward! Um, I'm from uh, a little town in Australia called Woi Woi, and Woi Woi is an indigenous name. Uh, it's, um, it loosely translates to teen pregnancy. <laughs> It's a very sacred land of young mothers pushing prams wearing matching tracksuits. The natives. Uh, if you haven't been to Woi Woi, just imagine a railway station and a titty bar wrapped in an anus. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I found out I wasn't allergic to anything as a kid, but I found out uh, as an adult I'm allergic to alcohol. What happens is I drink and then my skin just breaks out into acting like a fuckwit. It's really bad. I, I wear a grinding plate to bed. Sounds hot, doesn't it? Mm? Grinding plate. It's not. It's a hard latex mouth guard I need to wear at night that stops me from grinding my teeth down to the nerve. Hold up, wait a minute. I just put some sexy in it. Mm, mm, mm. The best thing about the grinding plate is it gives me a speech impediment, which is awesome if I have someone staying over. Lying in bed, post-coitally. My God, Jeffrey, you are amazing. See you in the morning, sunshine. <laughs> Where are you going? Is it because of my massage? It's just a mild discoloration because of the contraceptive pill I'm on. <laughs> oh, you asshole. <laughs> um, I've become obsessed with birthdays lately. Um, just by show of hands, has anyone had a birthday in the last 12 months? Uh, what was your name, ma'am? Wendy. Wendy. Okay, Wendy. Well, in our... In our family, we don't sing uh, Happy Birthday the traditional way. I, I've written a song that I, I've sing to my family and I'd like to sing it to you if that's okay. And Wendy, I hope you're wearing a nappy and a stack hat because this shit's about to get real. No, I'm just joking, I'm joking. Oh, Wendy, it's your birthday and I just wanted to say what everyone else has said to you tonight Hey buddy, got <laughs> Now Wendy We've known each other for a long time so I can say this, okay? Sometimes you can be a real dickhead <laughs> No, no, listen, listen Hear me out, hear me out Shh I know you think you're better than me. I know that. I know you sit there with your pants and your face and you think you're better than me. But it hurts, you know, it hurts in here and sometimes I feel like we don't know how to communicate anymore and I just think that... Uh, uh, um. <laughs> no, I got it, I got it. <laughs> uh, I got it. <laughs> uh, I got it. Uh, I got it. Uh, I don't know if I got it. Hmm, 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 hmm. 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 Eh. I want KFC. Do you want KFC? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Wendy. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Felicity Ward. Thanks a lot for listening to The Guardian live at the Edinburgh Festival and thank you to all my guests. We'll be back tomorrow with another one. You've been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you.
The Guardian, live at the Edinburgh Festival 2009.